Welcome to Gapology Radio with your hosts, Mark Tinas and Brian Brockoff, authors of the leadership development books, Gapology, Imbar, and Speed of Purpose. At Gapology, our purpose is to help leaders achieve their greatest potential. To learn more about our groundbreaking books and training services, visit our website, gapology.org. Hey everybody, welcome to Gapology Radio. Remember, as you're planning out your training budgets for the next fiscal year, consider Gapology. We have many options to choose from for any organization, in any industry, with really any budget. From our full-blown workshops and ambassador programs, to virtual coaching sessions, to our self-led Udemy online training course, you have many options to fit your circumstances. Even simply ordering one of our books for each team member and then assigning weekly reading or even having them listen to this podcast and reading the accompanying blog can do wonders. We hear from people all the time how much this stuff has helped, and we know that it can for you too. Check out all the details on our website, capology.org. And as for tonight, we're continuing our series on engagement. Tonight, we're going to be discussing one of the key skills of winning leaders, two-way communication. So let's go ahead and get the show rolling with Martinez. Hey, Mark, how are you doing? Good, Brian. How are you? I am good. I'm good. Uh, I'm just wondering. I've got a question for you. This is a big question. I'm wondering when you're going to move to Kansas City. You know, I've certainly thought about it. Yeah, I, I'm sure um, even even especially this week, because, um, you know, this is apparently the place to be. Well, if you're a Swifty, it's the place <laughs> to be. Oh, you knew where I was going with this. But if you're uh, if you're uh, <laughs> from Chicago, if your taxes are really high gas, you wouldn't believe gas prices here. Gas is five fifty for regular. Oh, wow. In California. Where I wow. live. Um, taxes are high. So mm-hmm. other than being a Swifty, I certainly have considered Kansas City. And to be <laughs> close to you, I mean, I'd pay for that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's worth it right there. But yeah, now that uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift seem to be a, a thing, uh, that was pretty exciting to see during the uh, game this past Sunday. And I, And for those of you who are listening to this two or three years from now, uh, Taylor Swift is a singer. I'm not sure if you guys know who that is, but uh, <laughs> yeah, they've she, never heard of her. Yeah, in two or three years, yeah, you never know. <laughs> I assume Kelsey is just another song for her, right? Oh, She's yeah, probably writing it now. Probably. You dropped the ball might be the title. <laughs> that would be a good one. <laughs> yeah, not uh, you know, touchdown on my heart or something. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Silly. I, All right. I did see the I did see the clips though, and that was uh it was evident to me that her mother, his mother, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. was not uh too interested in Taylor. That yeah, was she, my impression. Well, I may she, be wrong. Yeah, she was just like, Okay, this is just another girl going after my son and and my son scored another touchdown. Ooh, big deal. You know, she was just kind of hanging out there. And she's thinking, what's your name again? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't haven't heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh it was pretty fun, but but I think uh the topic this week will be fun as well. Um so this week we're gonna talk about uh two-way communication. So we're continuing our engagement series, and I'd like to talk through some formal methods that 
that leaders out there could put into play for uh, building a leadership rhythm that addresses communication in a way that ensures that there's two-way communication, either between an individual or between a team. Um, I think there's some things that that they can do to really structure their week. So I'd love to get your thoughts on all that. Well, I, I think two-way communication is um, diminished in the remote work environment. I I think it's much more one-way. Yeah. So yeah. leaders, because they're not necessarily present with their team, are giving communication and they're not receiving it. So I do think this is a big topic. And the separate topic is what is t- two individuals communicating together, which used to be quite common. How can that impact uh, the uh, performance of a team? And how can that be carved into the rhythm as well mm-hmm. so that it, it becomes significant? So I think this is a big topic. I think um, engagement is benefited significantly by two-way communication, uh, both leader listening to the team and leader going one-on-one with the mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I think you know if you if you step back and just look at communication as a skill, um, it's just wrapped into every element of leadership. So you know whether you're interviewing, training, hiring, coaching, whatever you're doing as as a leader, you have to have really great communication skills. Otherwise, you're going to struggle with everything that you try to do. Well, that's a great point, but to that point, it's likely a lost art. Yeah. So if you as an individual, if you as a leader make two-way communication your brand, something you're great at, you're really going to excel because others have walked away from it and or don't know about it. So it 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 this is a big deal. Yeah. You know, in today's world, you know, everything's so quick, you know, uh texting and instant messaging and all those kinds of things. But spending time really ensuring that it's just not a one-way street with communication that's really a two-way, um, you know, avenue that's that's happening. Um, I think you can really impact your team as a whole, but really drive your results in a much different way. Leaders need to just, again, establish their brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, texting is preferred. Voicemails are considered archaic. So, man, voicemails aren't real effective. They never were. So I would I would remove that from your uh, weekly rhythm. They don't work. Uh, texting is certainly preferred. Texting can be effective, but it's got to be combined with something else that really makes a connection. And uh, two-way communication is the connection. So you've got to think about it. You have to figure out how it carves into your week- weekly rhythm. And uh, you can really uh, separate yourself from the the rest by being great at it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, what uh, what kind of tips do you think we could give people? Well, the first thing I would say is that two way communication is a way to form relationships with the team, with individuals, and relationships are what drive engagement. And when a team, again, is engaged, they perform at a higher level. You have to have a plan for two-way communication. 
uh, and building relationships with your team. So I think that's a starting point to just think about. Performance is enhanced when there are relationships built by two-way communication. Right. Yeah. You know, the, um, the big thing that I heard there is have a plan. Um, so often we just kind of exist, right? We just kind of walk through our week and just reacting to things, but, but having a plan around how you're going to establish some sort of formal methods for two-way communication, I think can make dramatic impact. Yeah. If you, if you roll back the clock a bit, the key to top performance from what I remember was a weekly rhythm. So having a week that repeats itself, having communication that is recurring so that the team knows or individuals know when they're going to speak as a group, when they're going to speak individually so that they're prepared and so that throughout the week, they likely make notes and come prepared to those conversations. When that happens, uh, they are likely to have a higher level of engagement because of the nature of rhythm. Rhythm creates engagement. So as a leader, you need to think about in the business that you're in, whatever you're doing, what is the most significant forms of communication and how can the weekly rhythm be established? How many direct reports do you have? How often will you speak with them one-on-one? -on -one? How often will you speak with them as a group? Plan that out to achieve the metrics that you're accountable for. When that, when that rhythm drives the metrics, you've, you've really got it. And uh, we've been very successful with that. So we can speak to how that worked in the past, but it also applies in many ways to, to the future. The remote work environment has made this more complicated. So you need to be better at it today than we were when we were often one-on-one -on -one with our team or on a conference call with our team. But what, what's that look like today? Uh, and uh, how, do you, how do you achieve the metrics that you're held accountable to or that you expect the team to achieve with a communication weekly rhythm? Yeah, I think, um, you know, having them prepared, I think that is such a key, that first thing that you had mentioned there. One of the things that that we're, we told uh, one of our clients that we're working with is, you know, if you can tell them, hey, come prepared to share something that's that's a success that you're really proud of, some, something that uh, your team's doing that's working, but also come prepared to share something that you're struggling with, um, something that you might need help with. Um, giving them those two action items, um, putting that in their mind does give them that time to really think that stuff through. And depending on the level that you're leading, if you're leading people who are individual contributors or leading uh, you know, teams of emerging leaders, uh, they may struggle with these one-on-one -on -one conversations. And giving them that agenda that you mentioned uh, helps them really to become I think structured, but also confident in the thing that they're they're delivering. Um, the other thing I, I really like that you shared there, Mark, is is, is around that metrics. Um, so metrics reveal behaviors. So your results are really just the outcome of some sort of behavior. So in those meetings, looking at your metrics and and then taking a step back from that and saying, okay, so what are the behaviors that are driving those metrics? 
um, you know, first of all, that, that gives you something to focus on in your conversation, but it's also a way for you to reflect on your own leadership and really look at how you are impacting your team overall. Yeah, I love that. I When, when I look back and we would have, Brian and I would have, would have been able to achieve top performance within a Fortune 500 company within our segment. And one of the keys was that we had a weekly rhythm with a recurring agenda. So we all knew that every week we would report on certain things. And again, the example Brian gave uh, was, you know, what's working and what's not working. That tied to a, you know, to specific metrics was a very powerful conversation every week because it shaped the behavior for the entire week of the team. We knew that we would report weekly on what was working and what wasn't working and the metrics, you know, that equaled that. And it was an ability to excel by really embracing the rhythm and the recurring agenda. So knowing that every week you would report on the same things and give updates it created a behavior that created significant results and no one really could uh, compare with those results. So think about that as a leader, what weekly rhythm can you establish that will affect the behavior of your team to achieve the results that you need, you know, that will lead, uh, lead the, lead the group. So it's, it's incredibly action oriented and it, uh, again, affects the behavior for the entire week. So your rhythm affects the team's behavior for the entire week. If your rhythm doesn't exist, it lowers their behavior. It lowers their results. <clears throat> so think about that. And again, it creates an engagement in the team, the topic we're on tonight, through this two-way communication process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the action piece that you mentioned there, that's really the the goal of any of these meetings is to determine, you know, what do we need to take action on and then getting out there and actually doing it. I think when you're building your agenda, when you're thinking about your agenda ahead of time and structuring that and structuring the talking points that you're going to communicate, always keep that in mind. What are we going to do differently based on the meeting that we're having? I think that's always a great question to start with when you're building out that agenda. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to have a group meeting and you're going to ask for feedback from the team, you need a mechanism to gather the feedback and respond to the feedback. They're expecting a response. Have it. Make it great. Respond to them. Uh, they're, they're asking for these things. That drives engagement. Uh, when you look at the habit ladder, which is part of Gapology, we had a Fortune 25 company that embraced the habit ladder, and um, it, that's ongoing, by the way, and they're worldwide. And the habit ladder is really a communication mechanism. You first communicate the expectation. You then verify understanding of that gain agreement, have practice and feedback, and that achieves, 
you know, the habit level that you need. They've found that that works in every department, whether you're in a manual labor group or whether you're in a sales group or whether you're, you're an executive, that works. So if you think about that, that's all about two-way communication and really responding to it. You can't just communicate and walk away. You have to communicate and verify that it's understood. So the habit ladder really is a two-way communication tool that that works that that we found in Gapology. But regardless of that, two-way communication drives engagement, two-way communication drives results. So as a leader, you have to have it carved into your weekly rhythm and you can really impact things in a in a dramatic fashion. Yeah, I think you hit on an important point there too, Mark, is that with that feedback, it is critical that we provide feedback on anything that we are agreeing to as the leader. So in a conversation, oftentimes we'll say, hey, what do you need from me? Um, and that conversation may lead down the path of, of some sort of action item for you. So plan some sort of response. So some sort of updates. What are the things that you're doing and what's the progress on it? I don't know if there's anything that will frustrate a team more than telling them you're going to do something and then not doing it or doing it, but never letting them know that you're doing it. Um, I think that's that's something that would really destroy a team's culture. So plan that response. I think it's important to you know, use the key communication method that, that we always talk about in Gapology, you know, tell them what they need to know, tell them why it matters and tell them what they need to do. Right. So that's our method of communicating to the team, to the team members individually or as, as a group. But then also think about what does that response communication need to look like and build that out, build that into your leadership rhythm as well. Yeah. The team needs to know that they're heard. Yep. And that they're responded to. And that drives engagement. High engagement teams are heard and, you know, cared for and uh, and listened to. I, um, I've got a couple of things here, Brian, that are on topic, but, but a little bit different. So I know a leader who is a top performer. And as it relates to two-way communication, I'm going to give you some of their ideas. Okay. So, so for their direct report team. So picture someone having 10 direct reports, whatever the number. They carve out each year to spend social time one-on-one with them. So they get to know them socially one-on-one once a year. You could do it more often maybe, but once a year. They then keep a page of notes on that individual and... What's on that page of notes is the names of their family members. They knew who their spouse is and their kids. They know their names. And that's a big deal. So when they know that they're going to interact with that person, they review that sheet and they walk up and say, you know, how's, how's Jacob doing? What's the latest? Um, they, they know things. So they, they keep excellent notes on that. They then know key dates in their life, the date that they were uh, born, their birthday, the date they were married, if applicable, the dates of their children's birth, potentially. They know the key dates. What do you think happens, Brian, to the individuals that work for that person? (laughs) Well, they know that they care about them. 
They know that they care. Yeah. I mean, talk about engagement. Wow. So they, and it's simple. It's a simple sheet per person that's real, that shows that you care. So as leaders, why can't we do this? Mm -hmm. Why can't we know? I'm not good at this. I'm, I'm sharing, you know, what someone else is really good at. I've got to get good at this. Mm-hmm. It, it's incredible how this drives engagement. So the people, the 10 people, whatever the number, that work for this individual really feel cared about. Do you think they're going to go find a job somewhere else? Yeah, no. Do you think they're going to recommend others join the team? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because this person cares. This organization then cares. That individual represents the organization, that leader who keeps that simple one page on that person. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a big deal. It's a reflection on the organization. Everyone should do that. Mm -hmm. It's a game changer. It's a life changer. And it has no downside whatsoever. It makes the leader feel better. It makes the employee feel better and it drives engagement off the charts. And we know that when engagement is high, performance is off the charts, the metrics get better. And what an incredible, you you talk about two-way communication. This is the ultimate in two-way communication. Yeah, when you think about engagement and what we're trying to really create uh, through these you know, this series of podcasts that we're talking about engagement really does start with this, this communication. And you mentioned that at the top, um, it is super important. And, and what you just shared there around what that person does around the carving out the social time and then the page of notes, I think, I mean, talk about simple things that you can do as a leader that can really, really impact engagement. If somebody doesn't feel cared about, they're not going to feel engaged. And these are just some simple tips that you can you can start this week. Yeah, and they're they're part of the human experience. That's who right. we are. Yeah, uh, they're easy. They make yep. us feel good. For sure. They they have no downside. You know, they're they're about living a better life, uh, living life to its fullest. It's uh, it's very real. Yeah, it's very real. Absolutely. The bottom line. The bottom mm-hmm. line for leaders is you need a plan. You need to have a two-way communication plan for when you're in group settings. You have a need to have a two-way communication plan for your direct reports and how you're going to connect with them at a different level. And uh, when you combine all those things with a rhythm, a repetitive communication rhythm, uh, boy, you're going to perform at a different level. Yeah, absolutely. Good. All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end. That, that was excellent, Mark. I think um, this one can really make an impact immediately on people's lives. I mean, this is simple stuff that that oftentimes I don't think we always stop and, and really consider. You know, so think through the uh, the comments that we had today. Um, we'd love to hear your feedback as well. Talking about two way communication. Um, you know, shoot us an email or, or send us a message on social media. We'd love to see uh, how all this is working for you. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, everybody. All right. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. All right. That'll do it from here. For more information on Gapology, head on over to our website, gapology.org. 
Everyone have a fantastic week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology Institute production. Visit us at gapology.org.